Hey everyone, how you guys doing? Welcome to episode 771. Don't forget to stick around for the second part of the show with China Dow live on WMMRDB Rockford on our app or in Discord. I never ask much out of my followers, subscribers, but I think I'm going to today. And I need you guys to do me a huge favor i really do i need you guys and gals to get on the phone with your local abate mrf or other motorcycle rights organization more importantly i need you to get on the phone with your representatives your senators anybody that will listen i'm going to be covering a story from laconia where a motorcyclist was killed, the passenger is in critical condition, and it's because somebody was driving under the influence, and what's even more kicking the balls is he was supposed to have one of those alcohol breathalyzer testers before you just start the car. He did not. He crossed the median and hit these people. He was charged with a felony, a misdemeanor, and all that good stuff. But we know, after seeing a lot of these types of incidences, that they usually get off with little or no time. And I know it bugs me every time I see one of these things in the news. We have a big enough community where we can do something about this. There should be harsh laws in every state in this union. All 50 states and its territories, for Christ's sake. This is a no-brainer. And I'm not here to pick on the biker rights organizations because they do do a very good job for us. But do me a favor. And put this autonomous vehicle crap aside. Yes, it's a big problem, but this is a bigger one. People are losing their lives and people are getting scot-free from either hit and runs, driving under the influence, or being hopped up on whatever. And they kill somebody and they don't get any time for it. There's no justice in that. There's no justice for the families. I say enough is enough all the time. But you got to do something about it. I finally said, you know what? I'm going to bang on my rep. I'm going to bang on my senator every freaking week until there's some kind of results. That's what they're there for. Pass a law that means something to people. Pass a law that gives justice to people. Let's take a look at the story right now. Guy on the left where the cops talking about is the person that killed the motorcyclist and put the passenger in critical condition. Laconia Daily Sun, Biker and Weir's Boulevard Crash dies. There's nothing left to that motorcycle. 
Nothing. The police chief, Matthew Canfield, confirmed that the biker involved in last night's motor, uh, vehicle collision was killed and his female passenger is in critical condition after being airlifted to Concord Hospital. There's the schluck on the left. There's a real winner. He's like a Pony Boy Curtis knockoff right there. They did transform him or transport him, but I think he was dead on the scene. DOA. They certainly tried. A Kia, uh, Kia Sorrento driven by Paul S. Noyes collided with a motorcycle, throwing both riders over a guardrail. He was treated for minor injuries, then arrested by the police department. You always notice when these idiots that are driving drunk or high, they're always the ones that get minor injuries and they walk away. Why they destroy a whole family. They destroy them. Lose a loved one. Sickening. Initial indications indicate the SUV crossed into the southbound travel lane and collided with the motorcyclist, adding that the full investigation will take much more time before a complete picture is available. He probably can't help because he was hopped up drunk. He was charged with a felony DWI a misdemeanor charge of operating a vehicle after suspension and a felony charge for operating after an uh, suspension resulting in a death. It goes on to say this was not his first brush with operating a vehicle under the influence. He was required to have an alcohol interlock device and he was operating a vehicle not equipped with the device. The names haven't been released because they got to notify the next akin. He did share that both bikers appeared to be from Massachusetts, likely traveling for motorcycle week. He was sitting by the guardrail, which is him right up here. Despite the death of the motorcyclist, Canville stated that last year's bike week had been relatively safe in Laconia compared to other years. And that's one thing you guys got to be sure to keep in the back of your mind is going to these big rallies. It's very dangerous because these drivers don't look for you. Uh, let's see here. He goes on to say it highlights the danger of travel on the road ways and we'd certainly encourage people to drive responsibly look twice for motorcycles and operating within proper speed limits as well so one is dead another is in critical condition why because the guy was driving drunk he was driving drunk on a suspension and also was required to have an interlocking device on the vehicle. He didn't. And that mugshot, you just want to reach through the freaking screen and strangle this guy.
You really do. I can't even imagine what the family's feeling right now. It's bad enough when there's a hit and run. That's one type of uh, thing that really puts a question in your, in your head. Are these people even human? To leave somebody on the side of the road to die? And get away? Not even help? But then you got these people who do it intentionally, if you ask me. Because they get drunk. Or they get high. That's intentional on my uh, way of thinking. So if you guys can, do me that favor. Get on the phone with all the motorcycle rights organizations you have in your state. Get on the phone with your representatives. And keep hitting them each week. Send out letters, phone calls, the whole nine yards until somebody listens. ABATE and MRF, you got representatives that you can talk to. Get on this, especially at the federal level. Anyway, we have a new video showing what happened in. Vegas or Henderson actually we'll take a look at that then uh, we'll come back where uh, Vago testifies about the Hells Angels highway shooting it was cowardly according to him let's take a look at this video right now they're shooting they're shooting newly released cell phone footage shows part of the confrontation between Hells Angels bikers and rival Vagos Motorcycle Club last month on the Henderson Highway. A witness in a car behind the Vagos bikers pulled out her cell phone and began recording when she realized a smaller group of Hells Angels members speed past her. Uh, Hells Angels just shot at Vagos. There's two down. In a 911 phone call, the witness told police dispatchers she had seen the Hells Angels stopped in an emergency exit lane moments earlier, appearing to be waiting for the Vagos motorcyclists to drive by. Identified members of the Hells Angels from the shooting were later seen on security camera footage at a Henderson Harley-Davidson location, parking bikes in a garage after the shooting. Those members identified as 46-year-old Stephen Allo and 66-year-old Richard DeVries. Prosecutors say the gunfire may have been an act of retaliation for a San Bernardino, California shooting that left a Hells Angel member dead, although a Vagos member challenged the claim during the grand jury hearing. Three men have been indicted on the Henderson shooting on 36 felony counts on conspiracy to commit murder and attempted murder, among other charges. For the Las Vegas Review-Journal, I'm James Schaefer. Okay, that was the new video that actually came from a motorist that was behind uh, the pack. You've seen all the guys pulling up. But let's go to the uh, story here. Las Vegas Review-Journal it's cowardly, Vagos Biker testifies about Hells Angels Highway shooting. Uh, Ted Lampart thought somebody was throwing rocks at his motorcycle. He was riding with a group of fellow Vagos Motorcycle Club members on U.S. Highway 95 late last month when he saw a man and woman fly off a bike in front of him. Landing in the rocks by the side of the highway, he testified to a grand jury that it wasn't until he pulled over to help the other bikers that someone noticed the blood on his thigh 
and he realized he had been shot, and that's according to the court transcripts. Lempard was one of the several witnesses who described the chaos surrounding the May 29 shooting when prosecutors said Hells Angels members targeted the Vagos bikers on the highway in the Southeast Valley. Although most of the Vagos members who testified gave few details about the shooting, he didn't hesitate to tell jurors how he felt about the rival bikers he said ambushed his group. Quote, it's cowardly, Lempard testified. Whatever happened to the day we go in the backyard and duke it out? We had no problem with them. None at all. And then it talks about the three men that were arrested. Uh, six Vagos members were injured in the shooting along a stretch of US 95 west of Wagon Wheel Drive. A seventh person who prosecutors said was a Hells Angel member was also injured in the shooting. Uh, I already see it coming now with a story like this. Why did he testify? Why did he give information? I think about that a lot now, especially with the Cariega homicides. I really do think about that. Did he do the right thing? He was in front of the grand jury, you can't lie, and he must have been feeling frustrated because he got shot. I'd be pissed too if I were him. Does or is it worth it for something like this? You have to ask yourself this all the time now. Because you start, when you're in my position, you start doing stories over and over again like I have five years. There's a couple that really get to you. To me, it's stuff like the murders up in Washington and the hit and runs, the drunk drivers. That's what it really gets to me. You have to decide. You have to decide if he was right or wrong. Personally, I was pissed if I got shot and wasn't cowardly. Those are the questions that are going to be answered uh, during the trials and stuff. Now we have a update on, let's see here, that biker brawl down in Arizona right now. Up. Casper, a man authorities say is affiliated with the Hells Angels and suspected of being involved in a barroom stabbing appeared in court today. News 4 Tucson has been following this case for the last month. Lupita Murillo has the latest on this story you'll see only on 4. Robert Crane was arrested by U.S. Marshals in Yavapai County last week. He was extradited to Tucson and booked here into the Pima County Jail where he appeared before a judge Thursday night. Hello, what is your name? My name is Robert Crane. Crane has an arrest warrant out of Justice Court. Listed charges are conspiring, conspired aggravated assault, deadly weapon, dangerous instrument, and participating in a criminal street gang. Bond listed on the warrant, $50,000. The defense attorney wants him released to pretrial services. 
He has ties to the community. He's employed. He has confirmed housing and no criminal history. The county attorney requests a $20,000 bond and explains the charges stem from a stabbing at a bar. It occurred last fall. The defendant, along with seven other males, went into the bar. Um, the information contained in the warrant is that he is a member of the Hells Angels, a, a motorcycle gang. Uh, and they went into the bar and confronted members of a, a another gang before a, a stabbing incident occurred. Seven search warrants were served here at Yavapai County. Eight people were arrested. So what was initially a barroom brawl turned into something much more dangerous, according to Sheriff Chris Nanos, who spoke to News 4 Tucson in an earlier interview. It turned into more than we ever anticipated, and that involved not just the Hells Angels, but other motorcycle gangs. It was just really a conflict between uh, gang turf. A check with jail records shows none of the eight arrested remain behind bars. Robert Crane is due in court on June 27th. Reporting from the Pima County Jail, Lupita Murillo, News for Tucson. And that's your update right there out of Arizona on that uh, bar fight that happened. Uh, I do uh, know because I've been getting a lot of emails saying the Huns were not a part of that. I just wanted to throw you, I don't know yes or no, I'm just throwing it out what I've been hearing. Uh, so you know, because the news hasn't covered any of that type of stuff. Coming up on tomorrow's segment, that one I'll have some freaking opinions on. There was a big drug bust at an MC club that happened to be next to a Little League field. Yeah, wait till you see this one. Oh my goodness gracious, what is it coming to nowadays? Anyway, we're going to go to the second segment with China Doll again. Listen over on the Google Play app if you got Android or Discord, or you to listen to the replays on all the major podcast platforms. We'll be right back after this music break. Quarters in session, no appeal on the docket today, just my home sin. The walls cold and pale, the cage made of steel. Screams fill the room, Lord, I drop and heal. Silence now, the sound, my breath, the only motion around. Demons clutter in a Shackled by my sentence, expecting no return Here there is no penance, my skin begins to burn It was given on a sad day of loss 
to listen to the hottest sounds it's the hottest mixtape in the world and you've got it you're listening to motorcycle madhouse radio a61354 morning everybody it is a monday we're supposed to roast up here in northern illinois which i guess it could be a good thing but the humidity up here sucks balls how you doing, China? Dow? Sup, homie? <laughs> She's in one of them moods, I guess, this morning. Did you take your meds last night? Yes. Oh, okay. Just making sure. 
Uh, our our son always makes sure that I take home. <laughs> Ain't that pretty bad that somebody has, you know, a kid has to babysit you? Nah, it's fine. Because if I don't get reminded, I usually fall asleep before I take my meds, and that's not a good thing, because then, yeah, no. No, huh? No. <laughs> then I wake up, and I'm a biatch and an asshole. You're like that anyway. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. Don't lie to peeps. Don't lie to peeps. <laughs> <laughs> don't lie. Don't be hater. I don't know if you guys have these carnivals or these festivals. <laughs> Ours sucked. <laughs> but we have one. You know, it's cool, I guess. But now they're charging, what, 10 bucks to get in? Yeah. What happened to the good old days when you don't have to pay to get in? <laughs> right. You just go and, you know, you enjoy the rides. You spend your money. But now it's 10 bucks to get in. Then plus the rides. Plus the, the rides and the food. And, <laughs> and then the, you have the shittiest bands. Yeah, and that's like $50 a ticket for that. And I was like, the fireworks were last night. They sucked. <laughs> that they did. I'm sitting there wondering, why the hell would anybody pay to say, see that? Uh, I didn't have to. Well, you know, I just sat on the porch and watched them. Exactly. But if I was the people, I would have been pissed off. Well, I would have been pissed off with the bands because, you know, the people that they had playing at the concerts this year, they were all TikTok famous, and that's just about it. Okay, what's TikTok famous? Meaning they got their start on TikTok. <laughs> then they made YouTube videos after... They released a song on TikTok. Then they should have had State of Mind, man. They would have kicked ass and no resolve. They should have had somebody because, let me tell you, these ones were terrible. There was only one night where there was actually good music, and that was Friday night. And they were, a lot of them were supposed country. Yeah. It was that country pop bullshit. And then Saturday night, the main headliner, she canceled last minute. <laughs> what happened to good old country music? Uh, I don't know. That shit's gone. I don't know. What's with these stupid kids? What happened to the day when we had the big name people like Brett Michaels and Trace Atkins and you know, I guess we had Flo Rider, we had Nelly, we had all these big name people this year? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And they're raking it in. Is that what you're hearing? No, actually I heard from a lot of people in the area, especially like the... the police department that it was like a smaller turnout than they were assuming it would be well they wonder with a ten dollar entry fee well it's been that for quite some time it, it's been over i think no yeah yeah it has been because you can get the tickets early for entrance but it's six bucks but you have a time limit on that and only like one or two locations you can get them at but since we've been here it's always been a ten dollar entry fee and we've been here 12 years. No, it hasn't because I'd have said fuck you. No, it has been because I oh, used to always I used to buy him all the passes at my work all the time. Well, what happened to a good old county fair? Well, they used to have it cuz I talked to somebody that's lived in this town for like ever and he said back at, back in the day Oh my like god, I hate when she says 15, that. 15 more than 15 years ago, they used to have the count the the fair and everything on the main street and it was free. Concerts mm -hmm. were free. All you had to pay for was your food and the rides. But everything, the concerts and admission and everything were free. 
and you could purchase a, a cup and you can use that cup the whole weekend and you get whatever you paid for that cup, like 10 bucks or whatever, and you drink for free all weekend because <laughs> you just keep that cup. I think inflation now it's like ten dollars a beer killed everything. It was ten bucks a beer. They were saying people don't want to <laughs> do anything anymore. Mm-mm. I was freaking so surprised when I seen the turnout because that thing's marketed everywhere. Yes, and people were like, "I can't do that, man. I can't even buy food anymore." Well. Instead of buying food at the carnival, everybody was buying all the snacks and stuff by us and then bringing it to the carnival. (laughs) Well, you know what I mean. People can't spend anymore. No, they can't. The Uh gas prices are everywhere now. Yeah. You got a demented old fool that just killed everything as far as oil-wise. He sent out that damn letter to the oil execs and they came back and shoved it in his ass saying, would you put your money into an investment when you don't know the outcome of it? It, it, It's just ridiculous how bad things are getting, man. Yeah, and I love going to Walmart and, you know, we all know the size of Walmart's plastic bags. $150, you get five bags. Five Five bags of groceries. And the meat sucks. It's like, damn, man, I wish I could have a cow or something kill that motherfucker at the end of the thing and eat. Something, because it's getting ridiculous. It, it's. But the fireworks show was like 10 minutes. I'm not going to even go to the Speedway this year, because I'm afraid that's going to be 10 minutes. Oh, for 4th of July. Yeah. They usually have really good ones, too. And I notice a lot more people, they're not happy anymore. Uh-uh. Even no. when you talk to them, they're pissy. And uh, I don't blame them. Uh, I don't believe I, I don't blame the pissy people because it's hard right now. Yeah, I think I think I think uh, every other customer was a crab ass. And then they can't blame it on the COVID bullshit. That's been over with. All right. I was laughing the other day that troll Fauci he turned up with it. Yeah, <laughs> Fauci's COVID. What happened with that mask, dickhead? How'd that work out for you, buddy? Right? Dumbass. Dumbass. But I I think people's attitudes are more pessimistic now. Well, I think my favorite is people that come in from Wisconsin and they they bitch about gas prices and then my 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 response is we'll go back to Wisconsin. Then it then the same customer bitched about propane refills and it was ours are refills for propane for twenty five bucks. Well, it's fifteen in Wisconsin. Okay, we'll go back to Wisconsin. I I don't. Well, that just shows you what kind of state Illinois. we were. You know what? I blame you. Why the fuck you blame me? I blame you one hundred percent. Why? Because you want to live in this fucking state where there's others that are cheaper, cheaper standard of living, but. You can't get it through your blonde-ass head that it would be better being in even going 10 minutes over the border and how cheaper it is, tax-wise and all that. It's like you're stuck 
in thinking that this is the best place. I never said it was the best place. So what is it where you wouldn't want to move? I don't want to leave. Why? I grew up in this state. Okay, and you're suffering in this state. Yeah, and you're going to suffer wherever the frick you go anyways. What's no, you're matter? not. What's There's different standards you know of living much, all over the place. Do you know how much nowadays it would cost to frickin' move? I already know that, but... The, uh, okay, so then what's the point? What's the point, point what's, is, No, what's your point? What's your point? Shut the fuck up. You want to move to Wisconsin? Go. Bye. The point is that there's other places that are a lot cheaper. Hell, look where our daughter is in northern Wisconsin. It's $500 for a huge place. That's just where she's at. That's all she's over in a Wisconsin. Small, she's in a small, tiny freaking town. You go to the main town an hour north of her, and a studio apartment is over a grand. Yeah, that's in the city part. And who wants to spend a grand for a frickin' studio? My <clears throat> Well, that's because it's a resort town. How's it a resort town? That's a resort town out there because during the town. summertime, you got Superior right there. Yeah, okay, but it's not a resort town. There's like barely any hotels. What are you talking about? Resort oh my town. God, she don't know what a resort town is. Nope, obviously not. <laughs> what do you guys think is a cheap... I heard Texas is pretty good this time of year. Hot, but uh, real cheap. That's why all the businesses are moving down there. I'm sure their gas prices aren't much better. It's not all about gas prices. I don't care. <laughs> That's the problem. You don't care. You don't look at that stuff. Why? Why should I? Anyway, it's Serial Killer Monday. Yeah. Do we got any whacked out? What do we got for a whacked out person today? We got a woman. One thing. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Now, in the older days, I'm talking like the 1800s and the 19, early 1900s, there was some whacked out broads. Yeah. And I, got, I got one that's a little more current than that, though. <laughs> But you know what I mean. There was a lot more back then. You got to say, well, what the hell was going on? That you women, you know what? You women are already whacked out. Yeah, well, we're whacked out because you men make us that way. Uh, it's the opposite. It's the opposite. But who is she? Kristen Gilbert. You know what? I actually heard that. I actually heard about that one. What? A Christian Gilbert. Kristen. Whatever. God, get it right. Kristen. Kristen. What do we got? All right, what we got is... Dun-dun-dun. Me moving everybody to another room. Kristen Gilbert was a registered nurse. Oh my god, that's why I remember this one. She was a fucking nut. That was oh That's where she was the one injecting everybody, right? She was unbelievable. Now, the thing with her is, which really amazes me, is it took a lot to get her busted. Okay, let me tell you what. She portrayed herself as the picture-perfect kind of person, right? She lived in um, 
Northampton, Massachusetts. She worked at the Veteran You Affa- say it the same way I do, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Where'd they even come up with a name like that, them uh, dummies? I don't know. She worked at the Veteran Affairs Medical Center, so the VAMC. And she was like a very dedicated nurse, okay? Mm. You said this was the Veterans Administration? Yeah, it was a Veteran Affairs Medical Center. Go figure, they don't get enough freaking hell as it is with them places. Well, several deaths occurred on her shift, okay? And the people that she worked with jokingly referred to her as the Angel of Death. Notice I said jokingly, mm-hmm. but later they would find out that she indeed was. So they didn't even investigate why there was so many deaths? Well, they did eventually. Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Well, the way it started out was she was married, mother of two, and her wholesome image started to fall apart mm. when she was assigned to the night shift. So she began an affair with the security guard, uh, James Peralt. With her marriage crumbling, she allegedly tried to poison her husband And that failed. So she decided to leave her husband for the security guard. Yeah, but was she having the affair before? Yes. Okay. She was having it before. While she was having the affair was when she decided she wanted to poison her husband. Mm Mm-hmm. So, epic fail on her part. And they said, at the same time that this was occurring... The hospital noted that were an, there were an increased number of heart attacks. And they all happened to be on the same ward that Gilbert was working. She was on duty for half of the 350 deaths that occurred in seven years. 350? In seven years. Yeah. Seven years, 350. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they said what, half the time? She was responsible, like, on, she was on shift for half the time of those murders. So you'd have put that in, like, I don't know, half. 175. And then, holy shit! Yeah. Dude, this bitch had a freaking uh, chip on her shoulder, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, her, her fellow nurses became distrustful of her as more patients died. And I wonder if they were passing the word on this one. Well, though, many of the patients were older and they were sick. Several didn't have heart problems, but somehow they died of cardiac arrest. Uh Uh-huh. They also noticed a shortage of epinephrine. Oh, that's the stuff that wakes your ass up real quick. Get your heart pumping. And rumors, as the rumors began to swirl around during her shift, patients actually refused to go onto Gilbert's ward. In 1996, three nurses reported Gilbert, citing that the recent death of two patients and the decreased supply of epinephrine 
They three, th- these three nurses noticed this. Right. That there was, you know, an increase of deaths and a How many decrease. people worked on the or was it one person that worked all night or some shit? No, there were a few. There was a handful of people that worked all night. Uh-huh. It just happened she was always there. Yeah, but wouldn't the other ones get suspicious or That's on? why they were calling her the angel of death, but then they were doing it jokingly. Right. Until they started noticing all these things, coincidences, basically, Mm -hmm. is how they put it. And her relationship with, eventually she quit her job. And her relationship with the security guard was basically ixnayed not too long after. Was he part of this? No, he had no knowledge. Dude, I would have fucking worried about that shit, man. Motherfucking bitch killing people and the angel of death wanting uh, your pecker and stuff like that. Screw that. (laughs) And let's see. um, She was institutionalized for a little bit for attempting suicide. She later called the security guard from the psych ward telling him, you know I did it. I did it. You know, you wanted to know I killed those guys. Wait a second. He was even catching on to her? Well, she was in the psych ward and they were broke up at that point. No, but he, it just said you wanted to know. Well, he was probably questioning her, I would assume, at that point. Why is all these people dying on your shift? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, after she was... uh. She was not done at this point causing all this chaos. So her man, the security guard that recently, her and him recently detached. Dude, he decided to go to the authorities after the comment that she made to him over the phone when she called from the psych ward. Right. So Gilbert decided to call in a bomb threat at the hospital where she worked. She was still working there after going to the psych ward? No, she quit oh, before okay. then. But the call to the for the bomb threat backfired in her face, and she was arrested. Mm-hmm. At her 2000, the year 2000, trial, they alleged that Gilbert killed her patients to show off for the security guard. How the hell is that showing off? She was convicted on three counts of first-degree murder, one count second-degree murder, two counts of attempted murder, and although the prosecutors wanted the death penalty, instead, in uh, 2001, she was sentenced to life. That is insanity! Yeah. She was sentenced just to life. Well, how many murders did she get caught on? Well, she was only sentenced on those, what, six? All right. Yeah, that's all she was sentenced for. Let's see. Three, four, yeah, six. She was sentenced on six. Did she ever admit how many she really killed? No. Or are they exhuming the bodies? I would think you want to exhume the bodies of all those that are suspected to be her victims. 
Because now you're going to have the family members like, what the hell, man? Did he put him down? Like a, That's like putting him do- down like a dog. Nursing homes are some scary places, man. Well, this was like a VA, though. Well, yeah, it's even worse when you put the VA in there. They don't take care of their people as it is. And a lot of them were probably heroes and stuff. See, 2000, you would have had a lot of World War II vets in there. Yep. Yeah, you would have. So they went over to Europe or they went over to the East. Well, even the man that she was dating, the security guard, security guard was uh, in the military. Right. So, but then people went over to the, the Pacific to fight the Japanese and then Europe to end up dying by a freaking bitch like that. It's ridiculous. It's like you makes it makes you wonder because every article I've read about her, it doesn't explain what made her decide to do it other than the fact that she was showing off to the security guard. I don't understand how she was showing off if he didn't know about it. He didn't know about it until she made that statement to him on the phone. I mean, he was curious just like everybody else when they were jokingly calling her the angel of death. You know, so he was curious on why they continuously called. So I'm sure that means he, you know, called her that. But So I'm sure that means he was always asking questions. Mm. Or how it was so much of a coincidence that all these people were dying and only I, uh, on her shift. I mean, there were exceptions to the rule about how, you know, some of them were sick, some of them were, you know, elderly. But for, out of 350, she was present for 175. It was, yeah, I would have been questioning and shit, too. So, in a sense, she technically murdered uh, 175 but only got convicted on six what i worry about is they didn't know sooner yeah because that la- that what that spread through seven years they weren't paying attention whatsoever to their patients yeah was there i wonder if there was any reforms after this angel of death but now they do lock a lot of these the medicine up nowadays, don't they? Well, you around the time that she was actually doing all this, that I mean, in two thousand late late nineties, early two thousands, they started having them under lock and key. But as a where nur- you had to put your but as a, in. but as a nurse, you always had access. Yeah, but now and they make you go it in where you have to when, put a code but, in. But when you go in there. Instead of just grabbing one vial, she grabbed two. She grabbed multiple. So that's why they started noticing the shortage of it because there were too many missing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like one of the things that um, a, a war veteran refused treatment in her ward because of the rumor that people are dying around here for no reason. The patients are talking about it. The staff is talking about it. The staff is talking to the patients about it. The man was, after all, unwell. And they did suspect Gilbert. Gilbert. And later, this man, who is a 66... He was a 66-year-old. Um, 
Stan, his name was Stanley. He was uh, admitted after a post-op bowel obstruction. But he was wanting to, re- he was refusing care from her because of all the coincidences. Well, guess what happened? He was later injected and killed by Kristen G- Gilbert, his attending nurse. Mm-hmm. So he was suspicious, and she eventually killed him. Because Did she, like, go in there when they were sleeping and hit him? Nine times out of ten, he would, um, patients would be crying and, because of pain. Right. And instead of shooting them with pain medication through their IV. She would shoot them with the epi. She would shoot them with the epi. So that was her mode right there was giving them heart attacks. Yeah. Well, it's like with this guy, Stanley, um, he required oral medication, but a nurse reported seeing Gilbert enter his room with a syringe. And the nurse allegedly heard the patient cry in pain just before she exited his room. And later that night is when he died from cardiac arrest. Don't, didn't they have like the monitors or some shit? Cameras? No, the monitors where, you know, if you're having something bad with your heart go on. I don't know if they had all that in the 90s, like 95, 96. Because usually at the nursing station, you can see that shit. I mean, that's, I don't know when all that began, but it doesn't specify. My question is, to a doctor, if they shoot you up with that much epi, how the hell do you reverse something like that if they did walk in the middle of something like that? They can't. You can't reverse that. Nah, not according to anything I've read, no. Basically, she's ODing them on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I know how Epi feels, man, because I got an Epi because I got allergic reactions to some shit. And they hit me with that shit, man. I thought I was going to die just from the heart pumping. Thought I, I was sitting there. It's like you're running a fucking mile. Mm-hmm. So she probably gave it an overdose, more than double, probably. Well, she's putting a full syringe in, and I highly doubt that's what they'd use on a normal basis. The whole syringe? Yeah, she injected with the the whole entire syringe full. Oh, that's freaking insanity. That's like five times the amount you would normally need that a doctor would ask for. I wonder if they give psychological examinations now before you even hire somebody like that. And the thing is, is like, I remember hearing about this, about a nurse that killed patients. But I think I could have sworn that there were more than just this chick. Mm Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about this kind of stuff on several occasions. But hearing Unless something it was like that, all just based on her. But hearing something like that, no, man, I want it to where, hey, you get a psychological exam, jackass. You ain't going to shoot me up with shit. <laughs> and now everybody's going to have a second thought before they go to the hospital. Hey, what's in that motherfucker? Let me see. <laughs> I ain't got. I ain't gonna lie. I actually have. I'd be like, when they bring meds in, I'm like, what is that? <laughs> Let me see that label, Jack. <laughs> what is that? They're like, oh, it's this, and I'm like, uh huh. <laughs> but there is some circumstances, and you hear this all the time, 
setting aside the purposeful stuff where you got accidental, where they right. think it's one medicine, but they give you something else and kill your ass. They grab the wrong syringe or whatever. Well, no, even in the pharmacies. Yeah. They think it's one thing, but it's actually another, and that's accidental. Well, I guess in the beginning with her, it just was considered accidental, or because they were sick. But it's like, when one too many happened over that long, 350 deaths in seven years in the same I hospital. wonder how the co-workers feel... Especially Knowing this that one they that, were joking, but it was actually for real. Especially this one that witnessed her going into this patient's room with a syringe. I'd have been in there like, what the hell are you doing, Jack? And the fact that as she was exiting the room, this nurse heard the patient cry out in pain. And the nurse just kept leaving, and Gilbert just left the room. And that's like the way they care. are in the BAs, man. They don't give a shit. All nursing homes, they don't give a shit. That's just, that's like, you, you gotta really watch where you put your family. <laughs> and in Illinois, it's really bad here, man. You to look at a lot of them, they're all fucking failing, and uh-uh. And they don't get proper care because they're hiring dumbasses and people, mm -hmm. people that, like, when it should be an RN and it's just a CNA, which some CNAs are amazing, I'm not gonna lie, but... Some people just aren't meant to be in certain situations, in my opinion. Got that right. We're going to the first music break right now. We'll be right back.
There's a very distinct sound with the 80s compared to every other decade. Do you hear it when we play the music between now and then with the 80s? It just has a distinct sound to it and it's like, wow. But at the same time, as you age, it gets boring. The music you used to like is like outdated and shit and you don't want to hear it anymore. I call bullshit. What do you mean you call bullshit? I call bullshit. I'd rather throw on some 80s music than the freaking shit they call today. <laughs> I don't know, man. A lot of bands now... Well, hell, Avenged Sevenfold kicks the shit out of anything in the 80s. Yeah, but you don't even Nickelback. hear... You don't even hear nothing. People hate Nickelback, dude. I swear. I love Nickelback. I swear you're like the only one. I only like one song by them. I swear you're the only one that likes Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> Swear to God. Well, like you, when you hear the, what is it, the cover? The cover. The guys that do the cover bands like Like Noah's State of Mind. State and of Mind. No, they do it better. They do it better than the original, I think. Because it's a different sound like to it. Like State of Mind with Thunder Rolls. And mm-hmm. they did a Phil Collins song, which I hated that song back in the day. But now I it's like, damn. But when, but when they did it, it sounds awesome. Like, I couldn't stand Phil Collins. But now that they did the song, it's you didn't like Phil Collins with oh that Karate Kid two. Uh, no, you know what song I'm shit. talking about, right? No, fuck Phil Collins. He's a douche. I hated his music. Totally. Wow, hated it. you're a hater. I love bands that do cover song, like that do cover songs, but they also do they their own. They redo it. They also do their own, but. Like, No Resolve, I follow them. That's your favorite band now. Yeah, No Resolve and State of Mind are my two favorite bands. (laughs) I'm talking about these bands remade a Disney fucking song. They redid, yes, they redid a Disney song, No Resolve did, and it is, like, in my opinion, totally freaking amazing. I don't even care who you are. It's good. That's one thing, you know, because people say, well, you know, you're stuck in the past and stuff. Well, music is something I'm not stuck in the past, and I actually like it now compared to then. I, it's you know, reminiscent to your childhood when you hear a song. You ever get that when you hear a song when you were a kid and you were thinking about what you were doing at that point in time? Oh, like now if I hear it, yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. Hear, yeah, you hear a song and you're like, oh my god. First off, you're like, I remember when this song came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you look at the now like, damn, I'm old. Oh, that's like, uh, I, I heard a Lionel Richie song the other day, and I'm like, fucking hated him. Yeah, he sucked. He sucked, but it's like... Well, you were you more into there, the pop shit. You sit there and you go, I hated the song when it came out, and now I'm hearing it, and I hate it even more. <laughs> well, the reason why I brought that up is because, you know, I was on Facebook and shit like that doing some work. And then, you know, your friends start popping up and stuff, and you look at them. I was like, damn, I played baseball with that guy's like 500 pounds now. What the fuck happened? Well, our star quarterback is like a heifer, and so does our... But if you look during the decades that they posted their pictures, you can see 
how they changed over that time. Yeah. What are you, Facebook stalking? No, it just popped up, man, because I was working on the Insane Throttle uh, Facebook page, and it just pops up and shit like that. I was like, damn. You're stalking people. No, I ain't stalking people. You bored? (laughs) Anyway, we got a little continuation to Serial Killer Monday. We got a crazy another bitch. Yeah, we do. Oh, my God. This woman's psycho. And it's modern. And she lives in Illinois. (laughs) Why do we have all the fucking psychos, man? I don't know. A Rockford woman... Faces two decades in prison after pleading guilty to fatally shooting her boyfriend. See, that's what I don't get. Two decades? That don't seem enough. That's like, what, 20 years? Yeah, she can receive anywhere from four to 20 years. She's being sentenced on... Four? Yeah, she's being sentenced July 1st. Um... Jamie Whitmore, 44, appeared in court and entered an open plea of guilty to second-degree murder, which is a Class 1 felony punishable by 4 to 20 years in Illinois Department of Corrections. Four. Four is the least amount. Yeah. I'm just surprised that it has a minimum of four. Well, the funny thing is, is they initially charged her with multiple counts of first-degree murder in the death of 43-year-old... Uh, Wilfredo Torres, mm-hmm. who was... Oh, fi- you don't piss off an Hispanic woman. Is that what this is? Yeah. Yeah, you don't piss one of them off, guys. If you want my advice, don't ever piss an Hispanic woman off. You're stupid if you do. You do it at your own risk. <laughs> well, she, he was fatally shot uh, August 26th of 2021 mm. at their home. And... Whitmore, Jamie, the female, told police that she and Torres hadn't been getting along for about a week or so before she shot him. Then she... Talking about freaking period. She said they argued on the 26th, which was the day of, and Torres shoved her into a countertop and pushed his forearm onto her neck. And then the two of them left the house and went to buy beer. Jamie then stopped at a bar and went inside, and her man didn't want to go, so he left on foot and walked, Oh, like walked home. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, Whitmore said, Jamie said she located Torres walking and picked him up, and after dropping him off, she drove drove to the home of another man. And had sex sexual encounter with him. So she was probably having an affair the whole time. Sounds like it. And then when she re- returned back to the residence, she said that him and her got into another physical altercation. Right. The two wrestled around in the living room of the residence. He bumped into a table in the dining area. A gun had been on that table and fell off the table. Yeah. Yeah. And according to the report, Jamie said she picked up the twenty-two caliber handgun and Torres went into the bedroom. Things escalated when Torres came out of the bedroom in a threatening manner. And Jamie believed that he was going to destroy some of her belongings. So Jamie then decided to discharge the handgun she picked up. She's going through for that battered fucking spouse bullshit. The shooting marked Rockford's 15th homicide of 2021. Oh, it's a fucking jungle out here in Rockford, man. 
And Rockford ended the year with 24 killings for ah, 2021. That's a weekend in Chicago. Yeah. So her sentencing is scheduled on July 1st. Now at, I know at the 10:30 in the morning. Now I know why four to 20 years is in there because she's claiming that bullshit. Yeah. But you never piss off an Hispanic, man. That whoop your ass. But I Don't just, wait till you're sleeping and hit you with a frying I pan. I just figured, you know, since you know, we're talking about murderers Crazy on Monday, women, man. Yeah, and we had a woman, so I figured, why not just throw one in that's actually local to our area? <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what's going on here. What? With all this insanity with people. I think I know. What? There was a poll out in Gallup. Number of Americans who believe in God drops to historic low. And I think it's kind of coalescing with the way morality is now. Even if you don't believe in the old man upstairs, which I do 110%, you still have a value as a human being. You have values. You got morals. And now they're saying... 81% of people answered that they do believe in the old man. That is down 6 percentage points from 87%. When the question, you know, they've been asking this question every year since 1944. And 17% of Americans said they do not believe in the old man upstairs. So is our morality going out the window? Oh, I'm sure people have their reasons for not believing. You know how you know how it gets when something something bad happens that you have no control over, and the first person that gets blamed is the man upstairs. Well, all, besides all that, you know they might have reasons not to, but at the same time, the morality that comes along with that type of thinking. You know, this started happening in 2013 when it started uh, dipping below 90 percent to 87. And I think that could be attributed a lot to the progressive movement, to these liberal idiots that are teaching in high schools and, you know, middle schools. That's just like your church, okay? Well, you don't go to it, and I'll never step in it. The one that I used to go to? They got a gay lesbian bishop. It's like, what the fuck are you, What? The pastor there is a lesbian, too, at the church I used to go to. How in the hell do you support something like that? That's spitting in the eyes of all the dogma of that church, of all the beliefs. I don't understand that. To each their own. It, no, it is not to each their own. It is, too. No, it is not. You're very judgmental of people. No, I ain't. If you got a basis of beliefs that are spelled out in your church where it says what we believe and you go against that, you are a then a hypocrite. See, they're lucky that Christianity... Where, does it, pretty... say, where does it say that a homosexual cannot be a, a, a pastor? You have to be without reproach to be one. That's right there in the Bible. You have to be beyond Spare reproach. Spare me. So you're going to say that to the old man upstairs. Spare me. 
I don't judge people for who they are with. But they're the ones who should be teaching? No. They're, she's teaching the, I mean. No, she is not. They're teaching what's in the Bible. Oh, they are. Yeah. So, when he says it's an abomination, that's what they're teaching? I'm sure they're not teaching that part. Oh, no. They only pick and choose what they want to teach. Well, all pastors do. No, nah, not the good ones. Uh, the pastor that I grew up with in the, ch- the church that, we're t- that you're talking about, the pastor that I grew up with, he's the one that chose what he was going to teach in his sermons and, and, and all that. But it, they, they weren't assigned. But they taught what was in the good book. And they lived by the word of the good book. Didn't have people that were... And I think the man upstairs is not going to hold it against people because of the fact of who they're, who they're with. Really? Yeah, I don't. Then why did he speak that? Why did he put that that's an abomination in Levit- Leviticus? Did he specifically write the fucking book? Well, yeah, it's inspired by him. Uh, it's inspired, but did he physically write it? Oh, you're a heathen! Yes, he did. You're a heathen. The only person in this world that should be judging anybody is the man upstairs. And as far as the man upstairs is concerned, he's not going to judge people by where their heart goes or oh. who they're with. In my opinion. So that's that new age belief shit. That ain't the new age belief shit. I'm just not a fucking homophobe like you. Oh, I'm a homophobe now. Yeah. How am I a homophobe? And Morbick just said the thing about the the priests with the boys. That's why I ain't a part of the Catholic Church anymore. And I personally, I feel that's fucking disgusting. It is. Because those are children. And they should burn in hell. And that's children. And no, do I agree with them doing that? Fuck no, I don't. I think that's fucking disgusting. And I agree. A person like that should go to fucking hell for playing around with a child. Exactly. But it doesn't mean that every pastor is doing that, or every priest, or every father, no, or whatever, or whatever, you know, but depending on what religion, you know, because everybody's called something different. In ours, it was a pastor, and this one, it's a priest, and this one, it's father. It's like everybody's got a different way mm-hmm. to talk about the person that leads that church. But morality was passed through that kind of stuff. And with... People believe in less. You've seen how the world is going right now. People are animals towards each other. Okay, Morbik said that they weren't op- they weren't openly gay. Okay, but a lot of times those priests weren't openly gay, and they're not even gay to begin with. They're just doing it because of the fact that they could hold power and hold control over a younger person. That's one thing, but there was gay priests. Well, and they were going against the dogma of the church. So then if they don't want the gay priests in there, then don't put them in there. Well, they we don't have a vote on that. Yeah, you do. How do you have a vote? How do you have a congregational member? Yes, you do. Well, then a lot of people in most congregations obviously don't seem to care because they're all everywhere now. Well, that's not the, you know, the Methodists right now. Half of their freaking congregations are broken up because of that. And a lot of churches are leaving that for non-denominationals because 
they go by the book. That's why all these other religions are falling out. But I can tell you something. <laughs> Do that shit in the Muslim world and see what you get. That would never happen. Hell fucking no. <laughs> it's a jungle, baby. <laughs> Welcome 
Camp on Roco now. Get content not seen on our other platforms. No censorship, no PC. Only biker fun and entertainment. It's hardcore. Again, go over to Roco TV and add the Insane Throttle TV app now. Rock on. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, you do not talk politics or religion in a bar. <laughs> Time for Cards Against Humanity. Get your nastiness ready. Okay, Cards Against Humanity. We'll see if she has a good one for us today. What do we got today? I drink to forget what? I drink to forget your viewpoint on religion. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) You have an asinine approach, so I have to go drink to get rid of it. Too bad you don't drink. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So now what? Oh. oh. Maybe I should have a beard. You're going to drive me to drinking. You really? are. But a lot, you know what? That says something right there. What? Why does people have to go and get drunk? To forget about something. Forget about something. I just covered earlier on the show about these asshole drunk drivers killing bikers and stuff. I really don't give a fuck about your problems if you're out there uh, drinking and driving and killing somebody. I can't do it. I I don't care. Well, let's see. My sister says that she drinks to forget your opinion. Oh. (laughs) Oh. You're going to be drinking a lot, then. You're going to be drinking a lot. I have no filter. Gio drinks to forget his name. Have you ever done that where you got drunk so bad? I know I have, and I forgot who I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I've drunk that bad. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't drink anymore. <laughs> you and Geo should hang out then. You guys can both get drunk and forget get drunk. Your who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, hey, man, I just, you know, met you, you know, whatever. <laughs> Bush Wolf says she drinks to forget hell on earth. It is hell on earth, let me tell you. But you got to face your problems. You got to push through life. Well, you got to think about it. You're going to drink to try and forget about some issue. But you know what? The issue is going to still be there when you sober up. Very well said. Very well said. That's the downfall. Very well said. And that is like, damn, man. You know, was that worth the fucking uh, throwing up for three days? Nah. Yeah, you should know, Jack Daniels, if you please. Oh, my goodness gracious, man. You know, getting drunk and having that hangover, puking is almost as worse as when you try poisoning me and shit like that. Why, you want me to? No, you know. What, are you going to be the fucking angel of death now? Yeah. Except I don't have epinephrine, I'm going to have to find something else. You're going to have to find something else. Yeah, allegedly. 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 Oh, there's like five people typing. Oh, okay. (laughs) We still got people trying to answer. But, okay, if I was to drink, what would I I drink to forget? I don't know. Nothing. Nothing? I I don't use, I don't don't drink to forget anything. It don't work. (laughs) (laughs) I Randy, he just drinks to have fun. <laughs> See, that's me. <laughs> but I can have fun without drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I can. Anything else? That's all she wrote, folks. 
And that's all for Motorcycle Madhouse this morning. Don't forget to go over to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Install Insane Throttle TV's channel over on Roku. As well as go get the Insane Throttle radio app over on Google Play. Rock on until next time.